0: This week on Grip and Grin, falls a special time of the year in Maine. Early frosty mornings eventually mature to warm afternoons. The breathtaking foliage casts onto the river valleys below, creating memorizing watercolors. Listen along as the Grip and Grin team revisits their autumn fly fishing outings. Mend your lines and get ready to be hooked on the underrated Maine tailwaters. Welcome to another episode of Grip and Grin. Man, I have a grin on my face. It's from ear to ear.
1: Yep, we have a great setup today, and <laughs> we are comfy and hunkered in for the cold temps sweeping through the state, but we last, have... Last a, night. It was freaking
0: cold. Just temperature. Just temperature was negative 17
1: yeah, I think it calls for a little bit of recording. I came up this weekend just because I was like, what am I going to do with this cold temps? Well, we can record a ton of pods right now, so. Yeah, well, the
0: wind chill is negative, like, 43, so.
1: Yeah, it was a little cold. I mean, the basement's been a little chilly at times, but, I mean, with our current setup. Dude, this is sick. And, uh, pay, I Don't pay any attention to if the furnace kicks on because it's a little cold we're not going to worry about it but if that
0: furnace kicks on like i got a little drizzle going on my nose right now (laughs) you know a little cold in the basement right now but i mean with this you know you got fly fishing video on one half of the screen agenda cold brews mics good company good company couch Oh, let's get into this. Yeah, uh,
1: we have a lot to talk about. Um first of all, check out our Instagram. We're going to post more and more as more pods come out, you know. We have a lot of photos stacked up, but I don't want to put them out until we know we get a pod out and we can we don't spoil the stories to come, but Yeah. We have done a ton of fly fishing. And get ready cuz it, it's uh what? February right now.
0: It's yeah. February right now and we're going to be talking about an October outing, um, or a couple outings in October that, I mean, we've just been stacking on the outings. I
1: know. Like, I've, what the, what we have to record today, I mean, we have three separate outings, doesn't include any of my solo outings, really. No. And we've had a lot of success across all of New England, which is pretty sweet. But getting into it, if we go back in time... There was a there was a time in early October you shot a nice buck. Yeah. Know? So we've
0: if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to the uh, the whitetail recaps and the whitetail. Uh, I think it's Buck Fever um, that episode. But uh, as a plug for you. Oh yeah. Nice. And uh, go back and listen to that episode. But yeah, after I t- shot uh, top notch, it opened up some opportunities uh, for f- for fall fly fishing for me, which I haven't really done in the past and. As far as success in the fall for, like, fishing for me, I mean, I I couldn't tell you before this year or before the past couple years how many, like, fish I've caught in the fall.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I'll talk about this more on a later pod, but one of my personal goals is to catch a wild trout in every month of the year. I only have one month left, and that's February. That's pretty cool. dude. And if I do it this February... I will have done it for a consecutive twelve months. But for you, you still have October, November, December, January, February, all to fill in with catching a trout on a fly rod, not yeah. including, you know, Correct. spinner or ice fishing or whatnot. But and we had a this a perfect opportunity with you shooting that buck. I had an extra day off, uh, for Columbus Day, I think. And, you know, we I kind of threw the idea out there. And maybe I should come up for the weekend. We just go fishing because my hunting season really didn't start until then. You know, right after that weekend, so right it was a perfect time for me to come up and to plan a fishing trip. And if you're planning like these fall and winter outings, you want to make sure you're checking your local regs because some uh, bodies of water will close end of September, October, November, what have you. You just gotta make sure you you cross your T's and dot your I's before you go out and go fly fishing. In the fall and winter, because there's there's definitely more uh, things to think about, you know, regs, temperatures being warm, being safe, not not doing anything stupid when you're going out. Not like it's springtime or summertime when if you take a swim, it's not a big deal. If you take a swim now, very big deal.
0: Like in the state of Maine right now, because each state's different, like you said. So check the laws and regs. But in the state of Maine for open water like fly fishing, I mean, there's you can count on like one hand like the places you can fish right now. And it's primarily just those tailwaters.
1: Exactly. So, you know, let's get into a little bit more. You know, I came up that weekend, and it was peak foliage this weekend. Oh, yes. It was absolutely gorgeous. Like, every
0: turn we went around going up there, it was like, dude, like, we were, like, trying to take pictures, and they were not doing justice. Yeah,
1: there was no camera we had that would do anything like our phones could not just bring up all different colors over the horizon as we're driving up and we're in Northern Maine fishing a, it's, it's a tailwater, not like a, uh, bottom release dam. but in in the fall, you're going to have a bunch of fish coming up into rivers to spawn. So this was a great time to target some landlocked salmon. Yep. So we had the, uh, the idea of doing nymphing, which kind of backfired in the end, because we ended up not doing really any nymphing. <laughs> <laughs> so I um yeah. for my setup, I had my nine foot four weight because again, I was hoping to nymph, and you had your nine foot five weight, which is a little bit better to throw a streamer on. We yeah, I tied up a bunch of new streamers, you know, custom custom made. Soft hackle streamers that came out one of a kind. They
0: were pretty much one of a kind in a fly box. You open up a fly box and you didn't really have any like repeating patterns, they were just all like new
1: patterns. And I was just like, dude, I need to get one of these wet. Like, I know. So, we um, I tied those up. I only had. One of each color, which was kind of key when we caught bottom. But we yeah. we get to our spot, we set up, and we hike down river to like a point where you know it's not like remote remote, but we're on a hiking trail, getting away from where most people fish. And then we're just gonna work upstream back to the car and swing streamers, dead drift streamers, strip streamers back in. We're casting upstream, downstream, across, doing all these different tactics, looking to see where uh, where fish are holding. Mm. So I had on a white Sculpin, you had on one of my custom streamers, and we were just looking for pockets. Yeah. But the, the tough thing about it was this, the flows this weekend were a little – they were close to being unweightable. They were high.
0: They were high. Because when we, when we first started, we started at that, like that little beach area right before that big hole – I mean, that water was moving,
1: and you couldn't really walk out past your shins because if you got knee deep, you're going to get swept away because it was a strong flow. This river, in particular, if you get to two thousand cfs, you're you're looking for a drift boat rather than waiting. Correct. And we were right at that mark. Yeah. So it it made it a little challenging at first, but you know the the other thing that made it challenging I don't know if you remember, but it was it got windy. Yes, and casting was a 20, problem. Was it
0: 15, 20 mile an hour winds? Yeah,
1: and it would gust and come up right from the pond up the river, and it right. was, it was tough casting. But you know, we were we were picking our spots, choosing our battles, and it wasn't it wasn't like great fishing. It was pretty slow. It was
0: slow, but we knew it was gonna be kind. of – Well, I feel like in the past when we've concentrated our attention on this area, it's been slow anyways, just because of the time of year that we. That we go,
1: Yeah, I mean, last year we <laughs> went, uh, what well, was it, February? We, or well, was that March? We were
0: <laughs> trudging through uh, three feet of snow on the riverbanks. Like,
1: yeah, we had like a... Oh, uh, dude, it was bad. Uh, I think we recorded a pod on that. We did. So yeah. go back and listen to that. That would probably come out, uh, what, March of 22, I would Around say. Around there, yeah, just but, before spring. So, you know, we're taking all these different approaches, trying to figure out, you know... What the fish are looking for, are they looking for a lethargic bait fish moving through the water? Are they wanting something more action, more flash, duller colors? Because it was a little overcast with the sun peeking through at times. But we looked downstream, and we saw another actual angler that hiked all the way down, and he hooked into a fish pretty quick. Dude, I don't know where the hell he came from. There's no trail on the other side of the river either.
0: So he must have... Because there's no way he could have crossed either. Oh,
1: no. It was way too fast to cross anywhere. So. But he
0: was like, we got above that first hole on top of those falls right there. Dude, that guy was raking. Yeah. I like, mean, every, other, every cast. other cast. Like, a good, like, one-hander, like, almost posing for us, going like, hey, boys, <laughs> check her out, check yep. her out. And I'm like, he got another one. Do we have the radios that day?
1: Yeah, we did. We did.
0: And, uh... Yeah, I mean, he was just raking. So, like, we knew the fish were, like, feeding. We knew the fish were, like, biting. We just had to get more dialed in on exactly what they were feeding on.
1: And to build off that, you've never really streamer fished. No, never. So this never. was a, a first for you, and not including the Allagashway and these smaller trips. Like, it's, a, it's the same style of fishing. But you just amplify that with a fucking huge river. Because
0: so, more or less, you're just casting straight across the river and then letting it swing all the way down through.
1: Yes, exactly. And then you're going to be looking for, you know, sometimes they're going to be on the seam. They're going to be in the inner bend of the river because that water's going to be a little bit slower. They're going to be at the tail out of pools because that's where they're going to be spawning more. Yeah. And we, we were... Grinding for a bit, I mean, it it wasn't easy going. I've done streamer fishing more than you, but I by any means wouldn't say that I have mastered it at all. I'm still learning quite a bit. You know, there's different approaches for it. If you go online, you can read a million different things.
0: To me, like, if you had to, like, categorize the different styles of fly fishing, I would say that streamer fishing, I understand now, is like, it's one of those things where like, it's almost like that worm and bobber, yeah. you know what I mean. It's like spinner. That's what I spinner. Think of. Yeah. It's almost like you. I don't know.
1: There's not as much skill involved. You could say skill technique. I mean, there's definitely a ton of skill and technique. Don't get me wrong. If you love the swing streamers, I respect it. But yeah. at the same time, you're just imitating something kind of flashy and moving, and it's going to get a predatory response from the fish.
0: Like a double rig nymph in, you know, high indicator. Like there's just a lot more. There's a lot more tech, like technical components to that, and that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it challenging.
1: Yeah, and I I would say, I, you know, I love dry fly fishing for small perkies and little trips. Second would definitely be a technical tailwater, throwing a double nymph rig, making sure I'm matching the hatch underneath the surface, underneath the film with a streamer. Uh, we had two different color streamers on. You had the black. I had the white, and we both had success. And my
0: black had some tinsel in it, though. Yes, right? it did. It and gave it that like purpley sheen. Like, yep, it, it was did. black, but it had like that shimmery to it, and I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, it was. It was like an inch, inch and a half.
1: Yeah. So these are these are small streamers. I've been uh, a big believer of smaller flies. There, there's a lot of people that you know. We go size two, size four, size six streamers. I'm tying more around size eight to ten, even a twelve. Yeah. And I make these micro streamers. So I feel like they, if a fish bites on, it's gonna just swallow the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, gonna yeah.
1: commit to the take. And I actually, I just say all this, but my white sculpin, is the biggest fly I own that I was throwing. As a, it's a damn double hook. It's about what, four inches long. And has a lot of action in the water with the rabbit fur, just making a swing back and forth. It has a nice profile with dumbbell eyes. Gets down quick. Both these flies get down really quick. But at this moment, we didn't have poly leaders, so no. We our setups. We are we were planning on nymphing. Yep. And we had to adapt with our current setup to have a fly that sinks in fast water. Correct. Not very easy to do if you don't have a poly leader or a sinking line. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we were able to get to this nice pool, and we were hammering this pool. I ha- I was hammering it. You hammered it. I took a break. You kept fishing it, and then something kind of happened.
0: <laughs> Wham bam Superman. Uh, yeah, I casting that that black and like tinsel streamer across, and like. I, it happened when I least expected it, you know, but like threw it across and there was a couple of times I had caught bottom and I was like, is that fish or is it, but when you get those like two head shakes, mm. that back forth action, you're like, <laughs> that's not a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately hook into uh, a great fish and, you know, over the year or past couple of years that we were talking about the other night, it's like. I've gotten to this point now where I'm like, all right, that's a good fish. You gotta play this, you know, manage your line, make sure you're you're um, got good footing, like everything just going through the procedural checklist of yep. like, all right, we're getting ready for launch here. Let's uh <laughs> let's go through our, you know, our, our, our notebook here to make sure we got all the safety and precautions in place. But um, no, I hooked into a, a great landlocked salmon that took a couple good jumps out of the water
1: couple good jumps i think i had a couple good runs too on the great rail.
0: runs um i <laughs> you came running down to net it and like you know when you grabbed my net to net it it was like I don't know, maybe two or three times you tried to net him and pew, yeah off i know on a run and i was he like did not geez. like seeing that net come after him but no that was a, i mean that that landlocked salmon that i caught with my my spinning rod what was that three years ago now
1: yeah. That. Three
0: years ago, I mean, it was that big if not bigger. On yeah. a fly rod, dude.
1: And a five weight that's not ready for streamers. I mean no. we had all these factors going against us. So I I think we had four X tippet on.
0: Dude, it's insane.
1: We didn't even have the proper leader set up and landing that fish was we could have left right then. <laughs> dude, I was
0: I was on Cloud Nine. Like that fish was beautiful colors. Um just I mean Big and healthy. <laughs> Big and healthy. I mean, had the rolls with the, the fingers and everything. So you guys will see that on Instagram. We'll post that for sure. That yeah, that'll definitely fish. come out when
1: this podcast comes out. I yeah. I've been wanting to post so many photos, you have no idea. Like we have a lot of fish
0: photos. And you had a you you did a pretty good job of uh, videotaping the uh, release too. That was pretty mm, good. We've yep. done that quite a bit now, but um I I really like those videos, those slow motion videos.
1: Yeah. So we kept on working upriver after that. I had a missed opportunity on a nice salmon where it just didn't really take my hook. It was like right between the hooks Mm. where it took. So I never really got a hook set on it. But we were um, a little farther up from where you caught that. I was working this kind of pocket, uh, sort of a pocket water where there's a little rifle with big boulders. And right behind it, I was able to catch a Damn, nice brookie. Dude, I wasn't expecting that. A
0: freaking great brookie. It was like a 14-inch brookie. I know. I was like, holy shit. You're like, it's a brookie. I'm like, what? I was so confused.
1: Yeah, because I was out a little farther in the river, and you were like hustling over. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm going to release it. In. I didn't get a photo of it, sadly. But very much a surprise. When We're looking for landlocks, and we get a nice...
0: Hey, we we'll brookie.
1: I I'm not complaining. That made my day.
0: That was awesome.
1: I mean, that that kind of sums up the first day as a whole. It, it was slow grinding after that. We didn't really get into really good pools after that. I it's, mean,
0: there was some good pools, but you have to remember, when we left, too, we, we asked each other, how many people do you think are parked up by the... Oh, yeah. And we were like, how many people do you think are here? And when we left, it was... When we walked further in, just by putting in a little bit of legwork to get away from people, I mean, we're still catching fish, but there was a lot of people.
1: Yeah, we get up to almost where you're, uh, we parked your car, and there was what, four people on the bank right there? Easy. And then we get up, get to the car, pack up, start driving out, and there was what? I forget, I know. 11 vehicles. Because we were calling the over under as we were about to drive out, and I was surprised on how many. Because we said
0: over and under eight. Yes. Over and under eight, and it was definitely over that for sure. It was insane,
1: but that that we get back and we have a whole nother day yep. to go out and fish and this was cool because I had this area it's the upper Kennebec region, I've had this you know. I've been wanting to go there. It's on That's my right.
0: List. I forgot these two ins- these two things happened back to back. Yeah, I know. It was I a... forgot about that, dude.
1: That After was shooting top notch. You got to remember that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah. the following day, you know, we go to this upper Kennebec region. It's a little more remote, harder to access, and you have to really be uh cautious about flows because flows fluctuate very very rapidly on this river. So, you know, we had our radios on. We are. I'm monitoring rocks, listening to the water, making sure. Like, if the flow rises, we got to get the hell out of river. You took one of the most beautiful photos of me fly fishing there.
0: I mean, you know, my pace that day was like, let's just enjoy this because the foliage was like unbelievable amazing. with and the fog. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was one of one of our first actual like frosts. Yes, it was because when we got to the riverbank... There was ice, and I was like, freaking ice, dude. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is insane. But, um, yeah, with a so, with the sun coming up and the, the huge temperature change that was happening with the water and everything, it was you had a fog with a foliage, and Andrew's standing right there on the edge of the river, just fly fishing. I'm
1: like, mm. if only we had the nicest camera for that photo, dude. That photo is <laughs> sick. It is I mean, so for sick. what we got, what we use. Yeah, it's great. It's the best we could have asked for. <laughs> we'll take it. So for that that day we're doing the same exact thing. Same setup, streamers, you know, where you're rocking a different color streamer that day. I you're was rocking
0: right? a different color stream uh green.
1: Um I thought you had the net. It's either the green one or the natural uh pheasant.
0: That's what it was. Okay. Yep. That's what I
1: think. So we were um, pretty much the same procedure looking for like pockets of where fish would hold water, and again, this is uh, around the time that these fish are starting to spawn, get into their spawning colors, and we were just kind of going for trout, you know, there's I was going for anything <laughs> there's there's salmon, brookies browns, and yeah. we got into some browns
0: yeah, I, like, another incident of like, I mean I'm not gonna jump to the brown that I had an encounter with Let's talk about that encounter you had.
1: Yes, yeah, so we, we we get to the river, <laughs> and we're we're putting some miles on. Like we are making distance on this river.
0: Uh, we were, I mean, we took the same strategies from our first day, and we rolled over into this uh, body of water. And you know, when we did that, we kind of knew, like, all right, we're gonna try this setup, but we're gonna try it maybe a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. I'm like we we. When we say grinding, I mean I would say we were grinding in the sense of like pace. Like we were few casts here, move along. Few casts here, move along. We weren't like really fishing those like holes hard. If and they, no,
1: another factor on that is we knew the dam was going to release, correct. so we had very limited time. We had about three to four hours of fishing, and then we were going to have to get out of there. So yeah. we get to this nice bend in the river, and there's like almost like a jetty coming into the river. And yeah, it was weird, man. So there was a huge deep pocket right this like slow pool. And I'm wading in, and it's, like, pretty easy to wade right there because it's just kind of, like, not, like, stagnant water, but it's pretty flat water.
0: It's almost like a a, a tidal pool in That's the ocean. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, a jetty with a tidal pool yeah, right next it's just, to it.
0: I mean, it was weird.
1: And I take a couple steps, and I'm, like, scanning back and forth, back and forth, and then I just see this freaking massive <laughs> trout. Pretty sure it was a brown trout. And I just look over to you. I'm like, dude... <laughs> Big fish.
0: At which point my dry casting cast became a lot more frequent. I'm like, like trying to get the line out. But I remember you are like, how big? And I just, big. Uh. Was it the biggest brown trout that you've seen up until this point?
1: Nah. Uh, at that point, and just yes. You yes or no? At that point, yes. Now, no. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We there's a lot. to happen.
0: <laughs> Oh shoot! So we knew, like, okay, they're here.
1: Yeah, we found the water they were holding in. Obviously, slower water. Yeah. More of like getting to their pre spawn locations, and you were pretty much at the head of this jetty pool. And swinging streamers across, and it was like a nice run right there, a nice good seam right there. And I was actually below you, working my way up, and I look over and I just see your rod bent over. Yeah,
0: so like with the streamer, there was there's a there was a lot of uh, structure. It wasn't just like a clean like flat water. There was some structure there. So trying to hit every, you know, every calm water behind those structures, and just making sure like I'm hitting every spot. But when it swung down. I almost, like, would pull it a little bit, which being, like, a not a non-experienced, like, caster, but, like, it almost, like, screws me over because then you have all that slack in your line and you got to work that back out, um, which I know there's strategies and ways to do that.
1: We're getting there. We're getting there. Baby steps.
0: But for me, I wanted to make sure I I was covering every part of that, like, body water, like, 180 degrees in front of me. And yeah, when I went to pull, it's like, holy hell, that's not bottom, <laughs> that's a fish. And it was, I had to play that fish because the current right there was pretty strong. Yeah,
1: so that, that was a tough location because if that fish gets directly downstream of you, you are working against the current and the fish at the same time. That's easy to lose a fish like that.
0: Now, important tip here, and we've, we were talking about this last night, is when you get that fish in that current
1: don't bring that tip high side pressure side pressure fight it side pressure will make a big difference just that fish is going to be lower in the water column so you're not going to be fighting as much uh flow over the fish and you're going to be able to pull them across that current a lot easier and get them into some more slack water where you're able to play it a little bit better and you you did a great job because i actually did not net this fish because I was... Really? Yeah, because I was on the back end of the jetty pool, and I radioed over. I'm like, you're on your own. Oh, yeah. So I'm, like, working my way over, and by the time I get there, you have it in the net. That's right. And it was a beautiful brown. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, the, the
0: colors, like... I mean, I'll admit, it was, like... Because when you leave the state of Maine, the brown colors just... explode, ...below, dude. But, like, for a main brown trout with those red dots, like, your typical brown trout, like, pattern, but just vibrant. Yeah. I was like, this is fall fishing.
1: Yeah, I, I knew you were hooked at that point because I love fall fly fishing. And I remember we went out a couple times and you were like, I haven't really been fall fly fishing. I'm like, yeah. it's. I remember this exact day we were setting up at the car and you're like, man, it's cold. I'm like, yep, we're getting into it. We're absolutely getting into it.
0: It's like when... uh nope! I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just you're gonna be like, oh my god! It's like when the rut comes, that like cold weather, that first yeah. cold day. You're well. Like,
1: it really is though. Like, it is, yeah. Because we were approaching the October lull, in like hindsight, yeah, true. So that's when you know the 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 leaves start to drop. But this is right before then. It's getting cold, and you can feel it. And yeah, we have different senses. You're thinking rut. I'm thinking, uh, you know, pre-spawn <laughs> yeah. fish. But that fish is beautiful. It's going to be up on our Instagram. I'll probably have that part of the salmon as well.
0: Those two fish literally, like, like you said, sealed the deal for me to like get into like more fall fishing.
1: Yeah, and don't you worry, we have a lot, <laughs> a lot more fly fishing to talk about Jeez. after this episode. But you know, you get that fish, beautiful fish, back in the water, nice. I work up. A shit ton of water. Uh, by a shit ton? Like,
0: uh, I took, I went into my my style of fishing where I was grinding every single pool. like Because after I caught that fish, I was like, they're in here. They're in here. I'm going to mm-hmm. get them. But you were like, you kept the same strategy and you worked your way all the way up. And at which point, I lost sight of you.
1: Yeah, what was funny is, so it was... A long straightaway, and you're at where this jetty pool was. It's a slight bend. And I just look back, and you're just a literal speck. Yeah. Just a speck. And yeah. I just see, because you had your nice bright orange jacket on, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all I see. I radio in at this moment, you know, with one hand. hand in, uh, Right hand has the rod. Left hand radios in. Yeah, I'm up here. You know, I had a couple hits. And then immediately as I'm on the radio, I hook into a nice brown. Dude, you've <laughs> your radio back. You're on your own. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know I am. So I fight this fish for a little bit. It was, it wasn't quite as big as yours. Um, maybe like two and three inches shorter, but it yeah. was still a nice, beautiful colored. My best uh, Maine brown trout. Wow. I haven't caught a lot of Maine brown trout. You know, I'm not, I haven't really targeted them either. I have been in waters to have them. Brown, like, I know I haven't. I've, I've. I've caught rainbows
0: <laughs> saying <laughs> no that's
1: a that's actually a spoiler <laughs> Say,
0: saying saying that is uh is so weird to me now and sorry about the spoiler alert, but um <laughs> You just have to check out the following pods but man browns you can see why I love for brown trout browns are fun to catch in the fall dude
1: I I remember we were ranking our trout yes. you know, like a couple months ago and I said yeah. catching like a big brown very 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 fun.
0: I I understand that. Yep.
1: The colors, the fight, I where can you're understand going like
0: the time of year now with like bows like you know the time of year versus like the time of year with like browns, you know. Exactly. For exactly. fall, it would be a brown. Yep. So much so much fun to catch.
1: And I would honestly say that you can definitely do good brown trout fishing in the winter. (laughs) Another little uh, teaser for you guys. For sure. Um, But yeah, when you were up
0: there after you caught that brown, you like radioed back to me again.
1: Yeah. So I worked up. There was like this kind of like, not quite an island, but in this river with the low flow, what, 50% of the riverbeds exposed? Yes, easy. So easy. you're already out 30, 40 feet to get to the water, and all that rock that you crossed is underneath water when the dam releases. Correct. And I'm at this beautiful pool, absolutely beautiful, and all of a sudden I just hear the water just change. The it gets high a frequency. little gets a little louder, and then I stopped, reeled up, and I look at a rock, and I see the water rising instantly. So I radio in, and I'm like, hey, get out of the water, which I was
0: in... Like almost like a, like a pinch point of like cliff, and I was standing in the middle of the channel when you radioed me.
1: I'm glad. I'm honestly very glad that I was way ahead of you, able to radio that back in. Radios, man, walkies. It was was crazy because I'm on this island and I'm like, radio back. I'm gonna walk back to you, and as in what five minutes that island which was not an island became an island and the water's just going across all the rocks that i cross i had to hustle over to the side of the river and then it, it kind of sucked because it was like almost a cliff edge the entire yeah. way down and then we I know, hiked back to you and at this point it's only like mid late morning which kind of like wrapped up our day on that part of the river but be careful out there if you're fishing tail tailwater make sure you check the dam release and they don't follow the dam release. No,
0: and I was about to say that.
1: Like, you make sure you're checking that dam release like hourly if you can. And we go. We went to the spot. We didn't have service. And I fished tailwaters enough to know I can just hear it. Yep. Before I see it, and then I see it, and then I feel it, and I like. There's I make different, sure. There's
0: different like indicators that you can get like with the river. The river is almost like a book, and you're just trying to read the
1: book. Exactly. So we got out of the river. We were safe. Hiked back to the car. Dude, the river
0: was ripping.
1: We get back to the car, (laughs) and we drive over this bridge, and I look over, and I'm like, holy fuck. (laughs) I mean, this river quadrupled in size. Easy. Because it goes from sub-thousand CFS to four or five thousand.
0: Yeah, because by the time I left the middle of that channel, crossed over, walked up the cliffside, met you, and looked back down, it was all underwater by like two or three feet.
1: Yep. It was absolutely nuts. So, so
0: you, you, <laughs> when those signs, those warning signs you see all around the tailwaters, th-
1: don't underestimate
0: yeah, those exactly, signs.
1: Exactly. And this is like, this type of river would be perfect for a drift boat.
0: <laughs> Just Dude, perfect. Seriously.
1: And, yep. You know, we've talked about that a lot, and that's hopefully down the, down the road soon. We, uh, we still have the rest of the day to fish, though. And, Sadly, it was kind of a little bit of a dud, but yeah. it was fun. It was relaxing. We fished on, the, like, a lower region of the Kennebec. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cold. Uh, cold? Y- yes. Because um, the clouds rolled in. Yeah. And then at the very end, we're, uh, we're waiting in this spot. The sun comes out for a bit. It's, like, kind of warm. Then it goes down, and it's just freezing. Didn't really get any more hits after that. That was... Just below
0: that, that tailwater was a much bigger body of water. Wow,
1: this is, this is what, how many yards across? I
0: would say at least 150. Yeah,
1: it is a big tailwater, all cold. 100,
0: 150 yards across.
1: All cold water, bomb-fed dam. It, that spot gets fished a lot. Yeah. A lot. I would like to go back at some point. It's definitely not on my hit list anymore. I fished it now. I so said I fished it if I was driving through and bored. Yeah, Yeah. hell yeah, I would check it out again.
0: That guy that was, like, right at the dam? Yeah. That's a little sketchy. (laughs) He took, like, this little, like, P-Row boat with, like, a, what, 20-horsepower engine or something on it and just, meh, like, parked this boat and then climbed over the. I'm like, guy is nuts. Yeah, because that, if that, when you
1: hear the siren of the dam, he's already there. (laughs) Get the fuck out of there. He, oh, he would be He'd, He'd be, be fucked. He'd be fucked. I wonder.
0: I wonder if he was even a worker of the dam.
1: And he was fishing.
0: And he was fishing. Maybe. Or he like at least knew somebody that worked there, and he said, "Hey, are you doing?" Like, I wonder if he had more information than what we had.
1: We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I. Even then, I wouldn't even want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather fish other spots.
0: The only thing I would want to know is if he caught anything.
1: Maybe we won't know that either.
0: <laughs> no, nope.
1: but, but that kind of wraps up this whole weekend our main outing. And yeah. to look back on it, that was probably the most successful week of outdoorsman activities you've it'll be hard to top that for you.
0: Well, that's why we said when we we did our recap it's like how do you like? We say this every year. How do you top that?
1: We have some high standards, <laughs> and there the standards only getting raised more with the episodes that come out after this. Because yeah, because after this, more fly fishing, more fly fishing, more fly fishing, and more fly fishing. Yep. Not a lot of ice fishing to talk about. We we'll might sprinkle that in here or there, but there, there
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice fishing has been slow in the state of Maine. We just haven't been getting ice, and well, we got ice now. I would think. I now we have ice but you know it was probably we're probably a month behind of where we should be
1: yeah cuz all of january you really couldn't get out to many places you have people going through the ice and not being safe
0: we've had two two people uh pass uh, unfortunately in the state of Maine so far this year uh based on what i what i know but um you just early season you just got to be careful i mean you i mean right now we have Six eight inches of ice before we got this cold weather, and now with this cold weather, um, yeah, we'll be we'll be good now. But Sebago Lake doesn't even have a thing of ice on it; it's wide open.
1: That's that's bad. That's bad. And
0: it's February fourth, fifth. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So
1: it's gonna be a short season. And with that being said, if you don't have a lot of ice now, the season on the back end is gonna be shorter. Correct, because you're not gonna have that twelve inch of ice to melt. So just be smart about it.
0: It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. But we hope you folks enjoyed it. Uh, like we said, more fly fishing to come. Uh, we're really looking, really looking forward to finally telling you all these stories and uh, pushing out all those Instagram posts. So, But uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. And once again, get in the woods. And get on the water.